If you're looking for a podcast that talks about games, gaming issues, games in the media, anime, or anything like that, you've come to the right podcast. Welcome to 100% Real with Small Time Gamers. Here are your hosts... And welcome back to the episode. Uh, I am your host, Drake. Uh, my co-host today is the Incog. Uh, and we have our special uh, returning guest, uh, the original Dice Mom. Uh, you guys want to go ahead and say hi? Hi. Hi, I guess. Hi, how's it going? And today we're going to be talking uh, about uh, Pokemon again. But this time, instead of the first gen, we're going to be talking about the second gen, uh, gold, silver, and uh, crystal. Uh, Dice Mom, uh, I know you lo- you kind of like Pokemon uh little bit more than what incog does uh can you give us your experience with uh the games yeah um so i pretty much grew up in the 90s i was born 1990 so um i was around the right age to absorb everything pokemon and as years went by of course more and more games came out and i just became kind of more entrapped in that franchise um but pokemon i think as it's gotten older it has gotten better certainly there's some things from like the newer gens that could be improved upon but um gen 2 is awesome i really liked crystal specifically that was the one that i had i don't think i had gold or silver growing up but um you know this is the gen that introduces pokemon breeding this is the generation that introduces shiny pokemon um this is the generation that kind of um confirmed or denied a lot of the rumors that came out of the first generation of Pokemon. And I think that that makes it really interesting and unique like that. And I, I agree. Uh, this was the, uh, generation that was, uh, that kind of stood out. Um, especially when, uh, you know, it was, uh, all in color pretty much. And then of course, uh, just like in, uh, in yellow, you had your Pokemon that could follow you in, um, I know in the remakes, at least in the, the, was it soul, soul silver and heart gold. Uh, you can have your actual, yes. You can have your actual Pokemon just follow you as you as you were walking around. But uh, I I did enjoy the the, the game. Uh, I did have uh, uh, silver, the original silver, and I I just loved the uh, the Pokemon Lugia. So that that was like one thing that kind of stuck to me uh, and was the reason why I ended up getting silver. Uh, well, what was your uh, you, you guys' uh, favorite Pokemon out of that game? At least uh, I guess legendary or starter. Favorite starter would be Cyndaquil. You never go wrong with Cyndaquil. I thought my favorite starter was going to be Totodile. I, I really did. Like, I actually, my first playthrough, I picked him. And, I don't know, just something about him just kind of, I don't know, it didn't sit well with me, so I ended up starting over. I, I mean, I think I beat the first two gems, and I was like, no, nah, I don't like this. So I went back, and I did choose Cyndaquil. Um, I do like his uh, his first and his third evolution. I'm not a big fan of Quilava. Uh, See, I I think that Cyndaquil has the most consistent evolution line in this gen. I like Totodile's, like, first evolution, or I just like Totodile. I don't like either of the evolutions, like Croconon for Alligator. Can't can't stand them, can't get behind them. And Chikorita's fine, but Chikorita's weak as hell. No, and I agree. I I do agree. I I, I do agree. I I, I liked Cyndaquil the most, and Totodile, he was a good water one. But I didn't, I just could not, at the end of the day, I just could not get behind, at least a second evolution. And yeah, Croconon looks derpy. Yeah, I just could not get behind it. I, I would try to level him up as fast as I could just so I could get rid of that, 
that second evolution and just go straight for the third. And even then, the third wasn't my favorite either. And then, of course, uh, Chikorita. Well, don't get me wrong, great poke, uh, grass, grass type, but I, I, I just, mm -mm, just wasn't me. Yeah, I mean, Chikorita's fine, I guess. It's not strong. It has a very nicely designed evolution line, but it's just weak. That's its main thing. Like, it's just so weak compared to the other two. It really was. And it was just something I just could not see myself getting behind and just being like, yeah, this is my Pokemon. Cyndaquil was, yeah, he, the evolutions didn't look all nice and fancy, but at the end of the day, he, he was pretty strong. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then like, as far as the legendaries go for that gen, I really like the um, legendary dog trio. They're, they're actually probably some of my favorite legendaries from the whole franchise of Pokemon. Yeah, I, I do have to agree. They, they were hard to catch though. Uh, yes. Oh my god, I spent countless hours trying to catch them. But uh, they were they were awesome. I mean, I, I did like the how they had them roaming around and would have to chase them, and pretty much you have to track them all the way down just to be just to get lucky in order, in order to catch one. Yeah, absolutely. I I kind of wish that they had done more with Celebi. I think I probably would have liked Celebi more if there was more opportunity to catch it in America, like. I don't know if either of you guys know, but over in Japan, when these games released, and I believe it was Crystal specifically, um, they had a special event where you could basically connect to the internet and get a what was called a GS ball that would allow you to like trigger an event to catch Celebi. And they just never brought it over to America. Um, I think they might have later on when it was put into like the... Uh, eShop to be downloadable but that original time it's just not available anymore no i heard about that one and it, it was an actual so I, good event that uh japan got that we didn't get at all. So i, have a I question, mean then. they do that a lot oh yeah, yes indeed uh i have a quick question though did anybody else hear the rumor that if you went to the forest next to Celebi shrine and just threw random trash onto the floor that he would appear i remember that rumor yeah so did I. I tried that long. I think we all did at one point. Well, it's just like the rumor that Mew is hiding under the trunk over near, or under the truck over near the uh, SSAN, or that uh, Pika Blue was a hidden evolution of Pikachu. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was when uh, Azumarill was coming out, correct? Uh, yeah, Meryl. Meryl wound up being the actual like design that people suspected. And as far as like regular Pokemon go, the Meryl line is, uh, again, one of my favorites. Not just because it's cute, but Azumarill as the final evolution is really, really powerful. Lots of HP, um, pretty good attack range. But yeah, I just thought that that was funny, the whole Pika Blue thing. And just the idea of the Poke Gods in general is just always so funny to me. Oh, yes. And so, yeah, as for me, I was like, what? No, I, I was going to say, um, but go ahead. Go ahead and uh, with yours. Okay, I was going to say, um, yeah, my favorite, as far as the basic Pokemon go, would probably be like Tyranitar. Was it Tyranitar? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar Evolutions. Um. Sneasel, but I think one of my favorite add-ons was the baby Pokemon, which I don't think we touched on, aside from the you know, bringing up the idea that they brought in breeding. Um, and then also uh, the two very first edition additional 
evolutions, which were Umbreon and Espeon. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, lo- I love Umbreon, and don't get me wrong, Umbreon's kind of bad at badly. But I just, I love I love the design. Well, not only the design, but just the way of evolving them was another really cool addition to the Pokemon franchise. So, you know, we go from Gen 1 where everything was standard. It was Pokemon as at its purest form. And now the second generation, we get 100 new Pokemon. Um, we get gendered Pokemon. We get... Pokemon breeding, we get shiny Pokemon, um, and we also get the first new way to evolve Pokemon, which is um, Umbreon and Espeon. You evolve them either at night or in the day, and that's also something that was really innovative of that time. And it wasn't even a gimmick necessarily; exactly. it was also just new. You had to be, you had to take care of them. You had to battle them, give them potions, give them berries, stuff like that. And um, I think it was a uh, Golbat evolving into Crobat was another one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it's a friendship. Yeah, that that was something that I did like was you would have to build a a, a relationship with them in order to get them to evolve. Uh, especially the Eevees, uh, you know, either day day or night. And of course, uh, with the Crobat, um, you would have to get that Gold Bat in order to be able to evolve it. And then, uh, uh, as, as we were talking, um, and I don't know about you guys, but uh, in the remake, I don't know if you guys have played it. The uh, uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold. When they gave out the the Celebi, there was actually an event that would uh, occur if you had Celebi walking with you, and you went to the actual shrine. I don't know if you guys ever did really? that. Yeah. No. See, I I don't think I ever. If I had Heart Gold or Soul Silver, it was not very long because one, they're just so hard to find, and when you do find them. They're expensive. They're so expensive. Yeah, because I, I used to have a copy when it first came out. I, I collected it. I, you know, I even got the, I got the Mew from it because it was like the, what was it, the 15th or 10th uh, anniversary for it or something like that or the 20th anniversary uh, that they were giving them away. So I had the Mew and then they gave away the Celebi. And uh, with the Celebi, there's a, a couple of tricks. There's even one where you can get a, Pikachu, uh, Pikachu, that you cannot trade because it's a special Pikachu that's only for that game. Yeah, I don't remember that, but that's interesting. Yeah, right now there there was a lot of events in uh, Soul Silver and Heart Gold, and if you took Celebi to uh, the shrine while he was out, there was an event that would trigger. He would take you back in time, and then you would see. Uh, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, uh, so there's gonna be spoilers. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping you guys are I'm hoping you guys are okay with that. <laughs> I'm fine. Fast forward ten seconds if you are not a fan of spoilers. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, you, you might want to fast forward a little bit more than that. Uh, but uh, spoiler alert: uh, you would uh, you would go back into the past and you would see your rival talking to his father, and you would see why your rival ended up the way he was, and basically. You end up finding out that your rival's father is Giovanni, Team Rocket boss. I I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it now. And then basically, what would happen is once you saw their little interaction and he took off, he you would spin, you would go back to when Team Rocket actually took over the the radio tower, and you would end up in the cave where Giovanni was, and then you would battle him, and you were the reason why he never showed up because he lost to you. 
Oh, whoa. So not only did you stop him twice, he's not only did you stop him at the radio tower, you stopped him from even going to the radio tower to uh, pretty much bring back Team Rocket. So that was the event that technically should have been in the original, but they didn't, I guess they didn't have enough space for it. But when they remade it, they made sure they added that. Because I know myself wanted to know why Giovanni never showed up. And with that event, it explained perfectly why he didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting. I'm going to have to look that up myself and, and watch it later on. I'll send you the link. I, I'm watching it. I'm not going to lie. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to do that uh, when uh, when I got the Celebi for free from uh, Nintendo. Uh, that was the event one. And I got to do that event. It was it was interesting. I, I'll say it that way. And uh, I still wish I had the game. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, I mean, every now and then I'll look and see what prices are for a Heart Gold or Soul, Soul Silver. Um, because I mean, I've heard that those are some of the best remakes that they've done. Uh, I've played Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but Heart Gold and Soul Silver, for some reason, just kind of resonates with people more than anything. Yeah, I think what it is uh, that that when that second gen hit and dropped, it introduced so many more Pokemon that people actually found a very deep liking to. Where you know, it wasn't the the series itself wasn't being dominated by. A couple of favorited like Pikachu, Charizard, you know, Blastoise, them, and you know, it added a lot more to the mix in general. And you know, maybe again, like you said, they they introduced so much more that so many more dynamics to the game as far as the, ev- the evolutions, how you evolve Pokemon, uh, the breeding, the shinies, you know, stuff like that. Then also, um, you got to take into consideration too that they. You know, it's it started a, a lot of different just different dynamics as far as the game, how it flowed, and it really did. Uh, especially with the, you know, you you had you even had a Pokemon that looked like a rock, like a tree, but he was a rock, so he wasn't even a plant plant based uh, Pokemon. It was actually rock. Yeah, pseudo Udo. Oh yeah, gotta love him. No, no. And so it, it was one of those things where it it gave you. Something that was not normal. Uh, you had milk tank you, so you had an actual cow that would, uh, you know, that was a tank, literally. Like it, that, that thing was hard to beat in the, the was it the third gym? The uh, normal Whitney's type? gym, I believe. Yeah, I think it was a tank. You could never beat that thing. I had a hard time, <laughs> but it, it was something. Yeah, and it, it was something, and, and I did like uh, like the game. Of course, uh, I think this one was the one that also brought out instead of being one type you could be two types technically if i remember correctly yeah and you have your bug and poison you have your uh, normal flyings and stuff like that yeah it really did emphasize the idea of having the Pokemon types and so uh, that was one thing i I was uh always wondering was the uh you know the whole uh soul soul uh soul silver and hard gold uh like i said they, they were great and then of course the original i think uh it's just even better. I mean, you, you just can't beat those. Yeah, for sure. And I'm another thing too that going back to the new you know method of evolution, the night and day cycle. They also made it so certain Pokemon only came out at night. Certainly, po- certain Pokemon were only out during the day. And I think that this generation is so well loved because it's still innovative, but it's still closest to like the purest form of pokemon that we ever got 
and not only that, I mentioned when I was bringing up the dynamics, but I completely forgot. You know, you still had um, they kept kind of what they kept with the uh, instead of. I mean, I love the Safari Zone in the original, and they did take that out, but they gave us that uh, the bug catching contest, and then you know we went back to the idea of you know new add-ons versus you know how these were the first colored games for Pokemon. Can't forget that even though it was ever ever so slight and very minute in comparison to nowadays, it was the first Pokemon generation where the Pokemon would move when they came into the battle scene. Yes, and uh, that was the one thing that that I think probably makes this uh, this series, at least the uh, second gen, stand out compared to the other ones. Was you had slight movements for the Pokemon, and then so it was just a little bit more interesting. So now you see that they can be animated, and it just it just made it so much better. And then of course the the colors brought it out. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not it wasn't the best, but at the time it was the best. Well, it brings them more to life. It makes you connect, and not only that, but you know, the Pokemon anime was ramping up to even more popularity. The movies would have just come out a year or two prior to this release, so people had already seen Togepi. A couple of other Pokemon, too, I believe, were in the anime and movies as well prior to the release of this game. Um, it, it just adds to the whole, like, Pokemon is one of the, if not the highest grossing game companies ever. Like, as far as a franchise goes, Pokemon is humongous. And they really just they know how to integrate things but also keep them separate exactly and they and they just keep improving on their their ideas and concepts and uh i, I do i i did like that at least the second gen i think was one of the better concepts not saying the other ones weren't weren't as great but i, I think that you know for improvement i think the second second gen was probably one of their better ones just because they just improved on everything it's just like they had the legendary birds in one, now they had the legendary dogs. Pretty much the the version of the birds in dog form. And instead of just being in locations, you would have to chase them. And so I think that made it a little bit more interesting. As you said, now you have day and night. And then, of course, as Incog said, we have the bug, uh, bug catching contest instead of just the safari zone. And you were now winning prizes for those bug uh contests as well you either came in first second or third i can never win at them but uh yeah well, a couple times. um also the idea that you know they still had a throwback they still connected you know the gen 2 with gen 1 because of the fact that you know once you beat elite 4 you had the option or i mean the story continued by going back into the uh, gen 1 map and you know fighting those gym leaders again with these new pokemon yeah, that's true. I completely forgot about that, too. Yeah, I, I did forget about that. And I did like the idea of having to go back to Gen 1 and, uh, you know, compete in all those gyms. But my, I think my all-time favorite was when you got up to Mount Silver and you had to fight Red. That yep. was amazing. And so hard. So very hard. Like, I thought the Elite Four was hard. No, he made him look like Child's Play. Exactly. That was one of my favorite things was going up to Mount Silver and you see Red and you're just like, oh, I'm going to take you down. And then you just see all the Pokemon and you're just like, oh my God. That was one of my favorite things to 
in in this series was going up there and battling him and then what about uh i guess this is, uh there's a question for both of y'all um when it came to the shiny pokemon uh did you guys ever catch the red gyarados in the lake of rage well that was a must that was one of those things where that you know i treated the red gyarados like it was a legendary you know you walk you swim up to it you save your game you get ready you fight it and if you either if you either fail or knock it out you restart yeah, I mean, it was a it was a free shiny. Who wouldn't want it? Yeah, I was the same way. I would save it right before I would go up to it. But uh, have you? What kind of shinies did you guys catch in this game? None. I always hoped I'd find a shiny, but I never caught one. I mean, same. I and if I did, I mean, chances are back then I didn't really know much about shinies, so I honestly didn't go looking. I wasn't trying. And if I did do counter one, I probably didn't even notice. Okay, so pretty much I was I wasn't the only one alone on that one. Yeah, no. I, I don't think that they really pushed that as much as they could have when it initially came out, because it wasn't until later on that I really knew about shinies or what to look for or how to get them. It wasn't until I think generation seven that I even caught my very first shiny Pokemon just in the wild. Yeah. They really didn't push it in the earlier ones. Like, they were there, but the, the algorithm for them was, like, just very, very low in order for one to appear. Not only that, I mean, at that time, I was more concerned about getting uh, that Pokerus virus. See, that was that. another thing that I didn't even realize was a thing until later on. I totally forgot about that. Totally forgot about Pokerus. Didn't even think about it. You guys, uh, this is a question for both of y'all. Did you guys ever, uh... Bring go over your Gen One Pokemon into Gen Two. Um, I don't think I ever did, only because I didn't have the devices. And by the time I got Gen Two, I no longer had my Gen One anything. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, I can't recall bringing over any Pokemon. Not again. Not until later generations did I actually actively start moving Pokemon around. Right. I don't even think I got a full Pokedex the first couple of generations. Heck, I still haven't technically, but I'm working on it. Well, I've only done it once, and I only, I only did it in Gen 1. I never did it in Gen 2. The highest I ever got was 181. Only because I sucked at catching Pokemon in the second Gen. And that's still not bad, though. No, but I, I could have done better. But um, but uh, for the f- fighting type Pokemon, did, which one would y'all pick when you would ha- when you when you would evolve? Uh, what was the the one that would uh, evolve into Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee? That is uh, the the little guy's name. I got Hitmon top first. Tyrogue. Try. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which one would y'all get? I know you got Hitmon top. <laughs> I was always the Hitmonlee fan. I guess I was. <laughs> I like the Hitmonchan. I like the <laughs> punching one. I guess I'll, I guess I'm the oddball out then. <laughs> no, I mean we each had a different a different one that we chose. I don't know. I always got confused how to evolve into Hitmontop, but I think that that had to do with, like, the stats of the Pokemon. It had to do with their battle stats. Basically, you know, if you're a... I think it was if your attack was higher in your defense, you turn into a Hitmontlee and vice versa. Yeah. And if they and if they were equal is when they would turn into Hitmontop. Yeah, it was kind of hard to get, uh, to get him. When you get to the 8th the gym, what uh would y'all even try to catch any of the the dragonies, dragonairs, or anything that would pop up in the dragon's den? Of course, dragonair, 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 my favorite Pokemon, so I have to have them. Yeah, they're some of my favorite Pokemon too. 
Yeah, I I would always try to catch him. Uh, I could never evolve him since Lance liked to cheat. He liked to cheat and have a level fifty freaking Dragonite. Gotta let that go, man. You gotta let it go. Never. You know I'm not gonna let it go. He cheats. We all know Dragonair does not evolve into Dragonite to level fifty five. Uh, he was special. Giving him that those rare candies. But uh, how did y'all like uh that? Uh, I guess that's gonna bring me to my next topic is. How did you guys like fighting technically next to Lance as your, I guess, uh, detective or, you know, ba- uh, battle and crime? I like it when they give the NPCs in these games personality. Um, it's more fun than just going into a gym and fighting them and then leaving and literally never seeing them again. When they start, you know, bringing the gym leaders and, and the professors too. Um, when I was playing Crystal last night, um, the fact that you see professor oak at mr pokemon's house like right after you get your first pokemon that's another thing that really connects you with the franchise as a whole and it it gives you more immersion and that's the biggest thing like i feel like one thing that pokemon has usually done right is their immersion the story is typically pretty good the characters are typically written really well um and are always kind of interesting to get to know all right, because uh, I, I, I do agree. I, I, I feel uh, at least with them, you know, having the professors come out, to, you know, interact with you a little bit more. Uh, as you said, like Professor Oaks at Mister, uh, Mister Pokemon's house, so you get to meet him and you already know who he is. But just seeing him and then you talking to him and then he takes off on you and you don't see him again pretty much until get to uh, uh, the Kanto region after you beat the game. Basically, uh, it's pretty cool. And then. Uh, uh, for Pokemon, since we're kind of talking about, uh, you know, Mr. Pokemon as well. Uh, how did you guys like them holding berries or holding items, period, in this game? I think it was a neat dynamic in it and that was actually very helpful. Like, my favorite item to ever find was leftovers because it just constantly gave you that little bit of health boost. I would probably say... Yeah, the- I, I agree with leftovers being a good item to get. I would say one of my favorite ones was the XP share. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. All right. And uh, what uh, out of this new gen, uh, besides, you know, any of the legendaries, uh, what was kind of like your favorite Pokemon? For Gen 2? Yeah, just for Gen 2. Just uh, out of the new ones, you know, none of the legendaries, uh, because I'm pretty sure we all have our own different legendaries that we like. Uh, But at least just with the regular Pokemon, what was kind of like your favorite? I would have to say from Gen 2, it would either be Azumarill or I really like Crobat as a Pokemon. Okay. What about you, Incog? I mean, I have, I have, I have several. I really do. I was actually looking at a Gen 2 list of Pokemon. And as I go through, as I went through, I would see one and remember it again. I was, and I would just say, oh, that was cool. Oh, wait, that one was cool. So, like, I like the Gligar. Um, Gligar... I'm beyond, like I said earlier, uh, Tyranitar. I think, yeah, I think I would say those three were definitely the ones that I would def- I would always go back to. Oh, of course, you know, like I said before, Dragonair, but he's not Gen 2. Yeah. But those are the ones that I would always keep going back to to have. One of my favorite ones uh, that wasn't legendary is the, uh, what, what is it? The, uh, not the Seedra, but the one that evolves uh, by using the Dragon Skill. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Kingdra. There you go, Kingdra. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, I I liked a, I liked a lot of the 
I liked a lot of the new takes on the first gen Pokemon. I did like, like that. So you've got again the baby Pokemon. Pretty good. Um of course like Mime Jr. and Smoochum, which I don't know if they were that generation or another. Those are nightmare fuel, but every other baby Pokemon is great. I think that was the next generation. I don't I don't remember that being in this one. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they were Gen 2 or 3, but baby Pokemon normally great. Those two not so great. Yeah, but I did like uh, uh, the Wobbuffet, especially when the anime kind of made him a little bit more, uh, you know, like in your face, especially with Team Rocket. Yeah, we got to talk about something about Wobbuffet, though. That Destiny Bond move is wicked. Oh, God. I hated that move. One of, If you used it, it was great. Because if they knocked you out, you took them out with you. But when it was used against you, oh, my God, that move sucked. Yeah, definitely. I, I despised it. So much. Hated that move so much. You'll get nightmares from it. Alright, um, what, what other moves did y'all like or hate from the second gen? Metronome. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah? I like Metronome and I like the, the, when it would bring up that move, Beat Up. This was before, like, Beat Up got nerfed. I don't know if anybody ever really noticed it, but that move, Beat Up, got nerfed. Because at one point, it would drag each and every one of your benched Pokemon out to perform a random move. Yeah, I remember that. And that move that that move in itself was just overpowered. Yeah, it was. I'd have to agree with Metronome. I just like the randomness of it. Um every now and then on on YouTube I'll go and I'll watch someone who does like re- random metronome battles. And it's like, oh well, let's see which Pokemon's gonna win. And it's completely random. Like there's literally no guarantee that a Pokemon is going to win over another because they're both using completely randomly generated moves from the whole move set that they have. Like Togepi, you self-destruct. We both lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about uh, Delibird? The one with the little bag? The little, like, Santa Claus. A little frustrating because you never knew what was going to happen and it was always like it was never in your favor. Like the odds are so low against you even if you were using the bird. Yeah. Not my favorite. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, the unknown. What did you guys think about that? You got to get every one of them. Of course. Did you like the little uh, uh, ruins that they had and how they would spell out words and stuff like that? Yeah, I enjoyed the unknown. I, I really I really did like them. And then uh, I'm not sure if it was Remake where they actually uh, spell out uh, a phrase. You had to catch them in order to be able to spell it out. I can't remember. I think it was. And then uh, I hated their moves, though, which was... Ancient power. Not a very good one, but kind of like Metromone, uh, pretty much you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it wasn't a Pokemon I would use in battle at all. It was just one, it was one of those ones I think they threw in there to be like, hey, you should collect all of these. Yeah, pretty much. But it was still good, though. Yeah, I feel like maybe Unknown would fall under kind of almost a pseudo-legendary status. You know, they weren't quite legendaries, but they were unique enough specifically to that story that they kind of had mystique to them yeah i still like them though they're they're at least they were kind of unique there was something different and then of course you could always use them to spell words that was the one thing i did like since we're pretty much getting into kind of the topic i i know in i believe in crystal uh you can actually catch one of the legendary dogs i believe by mercury i think it's weekend you can catch um yeah out of the legendary dogs. Yeah, oh, uh, by the way, that is Kaijudo. He is joining us as well. Uh, for the uh, 
games, uh, what legendary dogs did you guys catch? I tried to catch whichever ones I could. I think, I don't know, I like them all so much for so many different reasons. They're all really well designed. Um, they're unique, but they're also cohesive enough that you understand that they're pretty much a package deal. We'll say that I think Suicune was probably the one that I liked the most, and then Raikou and Entei. Raikou was I my favorite. All three. Yeah. Entei was mine. <laughs> um, Suicune, as, I mean, he was my favorite as, as far as the design goes because I say that with. I want to say this. Suicune, while he was obviously to get his own little cover, was, I think, one of the more popular of the three. He wasn't necessarily the best in battle. And I think for that, I have to give it to Raikou. So I'm not the only one. That was my favorite right there. And I, the only reason why... I, I didn't like Raikou over Suicune. I just think Raikou is stronger. But yeah, Suicune was my favorite. Mm. Yeah, I'm by myself. Boy, I don't know. <clears throat> pretty much except who did not want to fight. Except for uh, Kaijo, he's the only one that likes Entei. I like Entei, it was fucking awesome. That's what I'm saying, okay. you're, you're the only one that likes him. I, I like uh, uh, Raikou. Entei was strong, man. Yeah, but I liked Raikou because yeah. he was fast. Let's not forget that he had his own movie. Oh, keep, keep rubbing <laughs> it in. Suicune had his own movie too. Nah, I didn't count. It was about saving nature in general as a whole. Still had not his own being movie. selfish garage for a little girl. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon 3, the movie. But I still like uh, Raikou, even though you get to see him in one of the episodes in Pokemon, and it's when uh, Pikachu's on his little adventure, and uh, you just see his like <clears throat> back with his tail, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like, it's a small little clip, but you see him for a brief second, and then, boom, he's gone. Because he gets startled. So that, that I, mean, I didn't I like. like that's how it was in the games with all of the legendary dogs. Well, I mean, on, on in, in the anime, you only you don't get to see the, the his full yeah. body. You only saw a portion of his back with his tail, and then all of a sudden he gets startled and he's gone. All you see is lightning and he's gone. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I I came in a long time ago, but I muted myself. Um, my favorite was uh, Shiny Umbreon. So uh, Shiny Umbreon was his. Yeah, it was awesome. Of course. <laughs> all right. Uh, so pretty much. Uh, Let's uh, go ahead and go to, I guess, the birds. Would you guys try to catch both uh, Lugia and uh, Hoho? Yeah. You had to have all two. You had to have both birds. You technically mm. didn't have to. You gotta, gotta catch them all. Yeah. When it came to the legendaries, I believe you gotta catch them hard. All right, all right. And I know uh, Kaijudo missed out on the, uh, the Celebi event that, that we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, I did. Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> We we wanted to make sure you know you you, you kind of knew about that and uh, gotta keep reminding you things I don't have. <laughs> that's right, I I don't have it either. <laughs> I only got to do it once and that was it. And I lost the game. <laughs> so Sorry. so uh, don't feel too bad. Um, but when it came to the birds, which one was like the first one you had to catch? I think that was. No, no, we're, we're only talking about Gen two. Oh no, no, uh, look at. No, nah, I have to go with Hello. I, I mean, you see it in the very first episode of the Pokemon anime. True. What about you, Incog? I think I just like the way Lugia looks. Um, I have to agree with Dice on this one. As much as I, again, this one is situation where I did like the Lugia design, but I feel like Ho was underrated and actually very good as far as battle. Oh, and yeah. He, yeah I, did, I did like his design. I did like his story. 
No, you. you... Ho Ho was incredibly strong. We just I didn't like his. Uh, yeah, Ho Ho was super strong for a fire type. He was super strong. He was uh, a lot stronger than uh, Moltres and a lot of the fire ones. So I, I do agree that he he was really strong. That was a good good fire Pokemon. Lugia, don't get me wrong. As Incox said, design is awesome. It's there. It's just I think they they kind of held back on him, and they didn't want to make him too strong. I, I I don't know, but that that's just how I feel. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what what you guys think about that. I don't know. I I agree. I think some of the Pokemon they have a little trouble with balancing. I mean, that's really the whole reason that we have the fairy type Pokemon now is because they needed something to balance out dragon types because they were too OP. Um, Pokemon has kind of always had that issue with, with balancing. You even get it in Gen 1 with the starter Pokemon. Um, but I, I would agree. I think Lugia's got a great design, not necessarily great in battle, but that's kind of the whole point of Pokemon is people will, some people only play Pokemon to battle. Some people play Pokemon to breed some people play pokemon to complete their decks some people just play it for the story and get the ones that they like and i do it's what makes pokemon accessible to everyone exactly and it doesn't matter how you play it it's just that you're playing it and you're you're having fun and that that's the important part and so i do agree and uh, like i said i I believe the second gen was an improvement on the first one and it, it just it was just good and that there was no I, I can't think of a better way to, to improve on the first gen other than what than what they did. And I do have one call for everybody. How much did you abuse cloning your starter Pokemon to win battles? You could do that? Yeah, you could uh, do that. Basically, it's kind of like in the first one where you could uh, kind of clone your item in the sixth six slot. What you would do is you would put your Pokemon... Uh, where you put was them it? in an empty box. Save it, put, it, put them in an empty box, and then exit out, save, but as soon as it said do not turn off, turn off the power, turn it back on, and then you would have your Pokemon in your party, and then you would, ha- and you would have the other one in the box. I've never heard of this. Yeah, and you can clone your Pokemon. That is how I got all the Eevees. All the Eevee evolutions. About, <laughs> that makes sense. I had about half a box full of Typhlosions. Yeah, that's how I got all the Eevee evolutions. Plus an additional Eevee. That's actually how I get all the shiny. <laughs> I caught a shiny. Yeah, that that's how I you would do that. Oh, okay. You learn new things every day. Yeah. Yeah. That and it, it was a quick and easy way to do it. And so, and if you had a Pokemon that you're trying to evolve and stuff like that, but you don't want to evolve into a certain type, all you do is just clone it, take it back out. There you go. You can evolve one while still having the original, technically. You know what? I think the reason you might not have had that next um, one is the fact that when by the time Crystal came out, they had already patched that issue to where it wasn't. Oh, uh, gotcha. Did they patch it in Crystal? That would make sense. I, I didn't think they patched it until uh, we call it the uh, Game Boy Advance. I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, yeah, when Crystal came out, they had changed their saving formula to the point of if you tried doing something like this, it was. Like, well, your risky and you corrupt your file, or worse, you would lose the whole save. Well, it could also do that with the, the gold and silver one too, because <laughs> I because no, I, so I had that easier. happen once. 
that one when they did, they did that it was actually you could still do it but it was very challenging they didn't have a no 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 that's a heart gold or soul silver i mean the, the original gold and silver actually corrupted my game once <laughs> yep so it was risky either way <laughs> but i i did like the cloning poke uh cloning the pokemon that was something that was kind of uh unique and it was one of those things you had to uh experience pretty much and I don't even know how that came about. Like, I don't even know how I remember hearing about it. Mm-hmm. People I mean, I trial and error. I mean, I mean, I just always went around looking for cheats for my games. Uh, that was the one thing I, I just don't remember how, how how I heard about that one. And of course, like uh, as uh, you said, Incog, uh, pretty much like the uh, the rumor of you threw trash around near the uh, the shrine, Celebi would come out and you could battle him. That was another rumor that I had I, I had heard about. And of course, we all heard about the the Mew from Gen One. He's underneath the truck. You just push it, and there he is. But uh, but uh, uh, I know uh, Dice Mom had talked about in Japan. In order to get the event Celebi, they had the uh, the GS ball. You guys remember that from the anime? Yeah, I do. I remember seeing that like a part of it, but then I also remember nothing ever coming out of it. Yeah, that was it ended up being a dead arc. Even the uh, people said that they they were instead of doing the Celebi movie that they had, they were actually planning on doing a uh, arc in the actual Pokemon anime where they would bring out Celebi in the GS ball. Well, they ended up scrapping up the idea, so they they had this GS ball. They don't know they didn't know what to do with it, and that's when they left it with uh, Kirk, the uh, the Pokeball maker, and basically the story died right there. So pretty much it was dead on arrival. But, I mean, you got even credit for trying. Yeah, and then that and that is one of the reasons why uh, Japan got the GS ball with Celebi because it was originally that's how he was supposed to come out. But when it finally, by the time we were supposed to get it, the GS ball arc was already dead in the water, and so they're like, "No, we're not going to send it and give it out." So basically, we got screwed on that one. But I mean, it's still it's still good, you know, good little arc to go back and look and see that eh, they it could have done something better with it. But at the end of the day, they chose not to. But I think for them, it was kind of a learning experience. We've we've gotten a lot more events overseas now that things have kind of ramped up a little bit more. I think another issue was that they were worried. A lot of disconnects happened because they were worried that Pokemon was going to kind of peter out a little bit at some point and, and wane in its popularity. But I would say it's just as strong today as it's ever been. I would probably say it's even stronger than what it was just because you had a lot of people who would play but wouldn't really be out and about about it and due to gaming now being uh, more mainstream and more popular it it's pretty much Pokemon is one of those things where people are more comfortable to come out and be like yeah I used to play this all the time or yeah I still love playing this so I, I would probably say due to video games being more mainstream it has ramped up the the Pretty much the Pokemon fever, I, I guess I, I would I would call it. Yeah, that's accurate. I mean, we, we all remember how Pokemon Go was when it first came out. That was ridiculous. It was it was bad. There was you know it was getting to the point where it was coming out on the news like, hey, you need to watch where you're walking when you're playing this game, and you know don't you know people go into abandoned warehouses or going out to yeah. private property. It was it was insane. It was nuts. Yeah, and so and the, it was also so fun. Yeah, and like I said, uh. And that that is why I, I say you know people were you know everyone has loved Pokemon and it was my fever because 
I mean, it, it's Pokemon, and now that video games are more mainstream, everybody's, you know, coming out saying, yeah, I, I used to play that all the time. And uh, that's what I think was kind of unique about at least that app. And, of course, you know, the games themselves, are, they're always going to be unique, and they're always going to be a, you know, fan favorite, even though Ash never grows up and is still 10 years old. And there's, there's I'm, I'm not saying we should dive into this theory because this should... You can easily take this into a completely new episode. <laughs> but there's so many theories in Pokemon in general, not even just Ash's age, but in general. And then, I mean, the new animes that I've seen come out, the art, I feel like the art and Ash himself have matured with the generations as far as like, and I, cause I've heard people complain like, oh, I don't like the way they, the new art is for, what was it, uh, Sun and Moon, I think it was. It was a new one that came out when they go to the lower region. Yeah, I don't like those either. But the thing yeah, is, I'm not a big fan of that one. the thing is, the art and even Ash as a character has have matured a bit, and I feel like that's again kind of aimed at the idea that the people that grew up playing Pokemon, like myself, Dice Mom, you, that we're older now as well, and we're not going to be looking. We might lose interest in the same old art style, the same old things. Where, whereas we might want to see something a little bit newer. Yeah, but Ash got teeth in the other, in the, in the other drawings. This new arc, he lost his teeth. I'm guessing his dentures I mean, fell out. The, the thing is, there's so many other cartoons that we complain about, like Looney Tunes and such, where the art just dropped. This one isn't. It's, you know, it's a small change. He lost his teeth. He had just gained them. If you go back and look at the first season, he has no teeth. Then you go back and look at look, what is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Besides the art, which you know, like I said, I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the new art. But uh, overall, the story is still there. I still like the, you know, the concept. And then of course, uh, you know, Team Rocket's always following you and, and stuff like that. You know, they're always following Ash. And then of course, the, in this new, the new uh, series. Uh, Ash actually gets beat by Team Rocket for the very first time. Like, legit beat. They beat him legit. That one kind of, I was like, okay then. But uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about, uh, about the second gen or anything like that? I I feel like we covered just about anything and everything we could think of. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, We pretty much covered, uh, you know, from basically starter Pokemon all the way to legendaries, what we liked, uh, the shinies, you know, Things that we, we, we the found. rumor mill exactly, especially the rumors, <laughs> and then of course we talked about the events that uh, at least one of the events that that occurred during the game, especially with Celebi, and uh, and I I think it was you know like I said I think this gen did a, it had all the potentials that that it did and it, and it excelled for its time period, and I I think we have to give it credit where credit is due and. Uh, as Incog said, you know, the sprites moved. This is the first game where the sprites could actually move. And then, of course, the color wasn't so great, but it was still there. I mean, at least, you know, for its time, having color at this time was, was awesome. Um, if uh, you guys don't have anything else, uh, pretty much wrap up the episode and uh, we'll pretty much go from there. You guys got anything else? No. Just to say, I did send you an a image on Discord. And I think it's interesting. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. You're still determined with that. <laughs> I am. I am. I, look, I've got a computer that's pretty damn fast. Two monitors set up. 
I'm going to be doing research. Well, th- this is going to end our uh, our episode here. I do want to thank uh, the Incog, uh, Dice Mom, and uh, Kaijido for joining us on this episode, uh, especially with your input for Pokemon and uh, everything, you know, the topic that we, that we like to talk about. Um, and I know next week uh, we're probably going to be talking about the uh, the Pokemon Go and uh, we're going to dive in a little bit more into that, especially, you know, the, the issue that you brought up, Incog, you know, people walking everywhere and into abandoned war- warehouses and stuff like that. But that's going to be next week's episode where, where we talk about Pokemon Go. Uh, this is going to, like I said, wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we all like for you to follow, uh, or if you could, if you want to watch more content, listen to more content, uh, I would recommend watching uh, the original Dice Moms uh, Twitch. Uh, you can follow her on Twitch. Uh, and also with uh, Incog, you can also follow him on Twitch as well. You can also follow them, I believe, on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well me down the road or you know behind me in a car is that idea just don't stalk them <laughs> you can follow them on uh, social media put it that way what <laughs> i mean it's a cute <laughs> all right uh all right uh i want to thank you guys again for being with us and uh uh and pretty much just helping me with or helping us grow this uh this uh, episode in the in this community uh Thank you guys again for, for, for being here. And uh, guys, got anything else to say? Thanks for having me again. Um, you know, make sure you check out my stream. Make sure you check out uh, you know, Dice Mom on Twitch. She does streams a lot more regularly than I do. And you'll probably catch me in that channel as well. Um, check out all our links that will most likely be in the description below. And um, have a good one. Take care. All right. All the links will be in the description below. And you guys take care and have a safe day. Uh, if week. Good one.